Welcome back to the Recruiting Guy uh, podcast. This is Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, BullhogSports.com. Obviously, my main uh, my main gig is uh, recruiting. Uh, one of the things that uh, a lot of people ask is, what's all involved in the recruiting process? Well, there's a, there's a ton of things that goes into a kid being recruited by uh, colleges, but uh, it really starts on the high school level. And when you're talking about the high school level, the coaches involved, it's uh, very, very important to the college coach and also to the prospect. And uh, on the phone right now, we have Brian Moffin, who's the uh, defensive coordinator, recruiting coordinator, and strength and conditioning coach at Joe T. Robinson. And, uh, and first of all, welcome to the show, uh, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Richard. Well, you know, obviously you guys have had a lot of success over over the last few years, and especially, I mean, I think the average uh, fan will know that Joe T has produced a lot of prospects, most notably the, the, the Razorbacks, Zach Williams, Corlin Jackson, uh, the list goes on and on, TJ Hammonds. But you guys also send a lot of other kids to, to other colleges, uh, whether it be D1, D2, D3, what have you. You guys do a great job of promoting your kids and you're obviously the recruiting coordinator and you're in charge of all that. Just talk about the the, the process from the very beginning. Say a kid starts to get uh, some interest as a ninth grader or a 10th grader and what your job involves and how you kind of help the process. Yeah, definitely. I think the the biggest thing that people have to understand in this, I guess, if you want to call it an industry or in this profession is uh, every kid's journey is different and it should be you know i think this cookie cutter way of helping kids get recruited is actually detrimental to some and so the answer to that question would actually be different for every kid because my job is to play on my players strengths while allowing them to develop and improve on their weaknesses and so what i want to do is i want to showcase what makes this kid amazing or what makes him recruitable and in the background work on those deficiencies that are going to hold him back from being recruitable or from being the college player he dreams of being. And so uh, it would be different for every kid. You know, obviously the biggest thing is to make plays on the field. I mean, we can talk about emails and highlight tapes and camps and all these other making plays on the field is the number one way that these guys can help their recruitment. Um, You know, then where I come in is I play off of those strengths. And if film is a kid's strength, then I need to do my due diligence and get that film, A, edited. I edit all the films at Robinson. I cut them up. I add the effect. I put them in order. All of these things. Quality film is so big. If I have a kid who hasn't played a whole bunch yet, but I know he's going to be a player or I know he's a big-time athlete, well, then that's the kind of kid that I need to make sure is at the camps, is getting on the camp scene, is running and showcasing that athleticism until I get that film. You see what I'm saying? And so I'm going to play it whatever way I need to based on that individual kid's strengths and weaknesses. Obviously, the college coaches, they reach out to you a lot. What's some of the questions that they ask you about your kids? And what are some of the main things that they really focus on uh, when when they're asking you questions? You know, the biggest things that they want to ask me about are, are toughness. Um, accountability, obviously character and grades. That's really the biggest things that they'll ask me because those are the things they can't get from camp results. They can't get from a film. They want to know what it's like coaching that child. And that's big because that's something that 
they can trust me with because, you know, his mom, his dad, his the person he works out with, his his uncle, all these other people, they can speak so much about these child, but they can't speak on what it's actually like to coach that child. And we have been so blessed at Robinson that we got kids that are just a real blessing to coach. They're awesome to coach. They respond well to coaching. We coach them hard. We film them all the time. We hold them accountable. And so when they get to college, they're not used to the level of intensity that comes with a college program. It's something that they have experienced. One of the things that, you know, when I attend one of your games, especially home game, you you have, uh, you're so organized. You have a list of all the kids and, and their stats and uh, every detail that, you know, a college recruiter needs to have. Uh, but at the same time, it's just it's a lot of work involved about how much of the week or your day is, you know, recruiting a lot, a lot. And it's, it is it's a big responsibility because, you know, here's my deal with that is I'm never going to be the reason a kid didn't make it. I'm never going to be a reason a college doesn't know about a kid. A, a recruiter, a reporter doesn't have the information they need about a, a certain child. If somebody cares enough about our kids to be interested, the least I can do is have that information ready, available, and present that to them. You know, obviously as a defensive coordinator, I have a lot of responsibilities in just game planning and film breakdown and, and all of that. Although my staff does a phenomenal job of filling in their huddle columns and getting things organized and reported for me. And then what I do is I have to come up with the defensive game plan for our team. But at least half of that weekend that I'm spending game planning is spent doing the kids highlight tapes because it's a weekly thing. You think, I sit down at Christmas and do all their tapes. Well, that's too late. We've missed so much money. We've missed so many opportunities. And so for me, it's a weekly thing. I go through, I start with number one and I work my way all the way to 99. And I go through and I edit and update every single child on our team's highlight tape week to week so that as soon as a coach is ready to watch his film or as soon as a coach watches his film, they're watching the very best that kid has to offer, not just bits and pieces. You know, I've seen kids that don't even make highlight tapes and it's like, man, you're just, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball if you don't even have a tape. You know, one of them's a Marion, but that's a different story. I've begged him to star his plays for, I guess, four years now. But, <laughs> but you know, as long as they'll star their plays, I go through every single child's tape and make sure that they have an updated highlight tape because that's the best way that I can represent the player that they are to the different universities. I know that you've seen you on the camp circuit. Good gosh. You travel the country uh, not only during the summer, but during the season taking kids to games. I mean, how many miles do you have in your on your car or have you, have you gotten a new car? Because I would imagine uh, <laughs> there's a lot of miles on, on, on the car every year. You know, the Dodge Dart as a model, gets a bad rap, okay? Coaches make fun of me all the time, but this baby's got well over 100,000 miles. She's running strong for me. Um, no, I joke. <laughs> we've actually, we have a, a Dodge Journey uh, is our family car, and, you know, we've just been so blessed at Robinson. You know, we're, we have more and more players every year. I've actually upgraded from the Dart. My The Journey is my recruiting car now, and that's got almost 100,000 miles on it already. So two cars over we're right at 100,000 miles. So I'm sure I'll need to replace one one day, um, you know, and God will provide that when I need it. But, yeah, there's a lot of miles. You know, my favorite part now, Richard, is my son, Junior, is six, and he gets to make as long as there's an extra seat for him. I wouldn't I'm not going to kick a prospect out the car for Junior, 
But as long as there's a seat for him, I try to bring him every time. So, I mean, he's got lanyards from, I mean, 20 different, you know, SEC or Power 5 universities. And he's got quite the collection going at home. And it's it's really special to be able to mix my family with what I love to do. And he's a special 2032 prospect. And what's <laughs> it, what's uh, what's some of the schools inquiring about Junior right now? You know, I, I think Arkansas was definitely the first one on him. They made made sure to let let me know that, they, that he was a priority for that class you know I think they got high hopes for that one uh you know he's done a good job on the field this year for his future senator football team playing quarterback and safety right now doing a good job he's doing a little better job of tackling but he does a good job making plays on offense so we'll live with it for right now who's his favorite player so far at Joe T oh man you know I think TJ always holds a soft spot because he was born when TJ was staying with us and so um, that's always been a really close bond but him and Dudabug have been on the road quite a bit Hunter Smith was another one of his riding partners we were on the way back from Missouri we went to Arkansas one day Missouri the next and we're driving down that back road through Harrison in the mountains and Hunter Smith throws up all over my, the back of my car, throws up, uh, I mean, everywhere. And Junior's back there riding with him. So he always gives Hunter crap because he's like, Hunter Smith's the one who threw up on me, you know. So he loves it, man. He loves it. Him and Amarion get on, get along really well. So uh, his favorite NFL player is Derrick Henry, though. He, uh, he likes Derrick Henry. I get the scoop, remember. <laughs> all right, the visits. What's some of the maybe some of the stories that you you can tell without maybe even mentioning the school or whatever that uh, were kind of some of the more interesting that you've encountered thus far? You know, I think they're all pretty cookie cutter for the most part. You know, obviously you go see the facilities, you meet with people. You know, I think through all the coaching changes at Arkansas, I think that's been one of the more interesting things is just to see the little subtle differences between each staff. Um, you know, I would say the last staff did a lot more focus on the glitz and the glamour and the wowing you with the presentation and all that. Whereas I think Coach Pittman's staff has done a really phenomenal job of kind of tapping into that that good old home feel and genuine care, not necessarily trying to impress you, but trying to connect with you. You know, also last time we were up there, he, he I mean, he brought in some heavy hitters for the uh, former hog panel. I think he had uh, Travis Swanson. He had Felix Jones, Darren McFadden, DJ Williams. I mean, he has some real heavy hitters and some some recent players of no that really resonated with the recruits to see guys that are really kind of pinnacle guys in the program, at least in recent, and obviously Darren being probably the guy. Uh, I thought that was really cool for Sam to be able to bring those guys in and uh, connect with. The other cool thing was he hadn't met some of them yet, so he was kind of starstruck himself, which I thought was a cool little nuance from the visit. When's Christmas time for uh, Brian Mop? And when I say Christmas time, is it is it signing day to see these guys when they they sign on the on the dotted line and, and make it official? When's Christmas time for uh, Brian? You know, I think it's more like that uh, that calendar packet that you're opening up a little present on your way, you know, and that kind of starts with the first game of the season is kind of a, a special moment for me. You know, senior night is always a really special moment for me. The end of the season, hopefully on state championship night is always that kind of culmination of the hard work. And then, you know, that's more from a team aspect and, and all the blood, sweat and tears we push into that. And then from an individual standpoint, 
points, kind of like that bonus day, that, that, that little extra is signing day where it's like, man, we celebrated what a great year it was. And now we get to celebrate what great individual accomplishments we've made, you know, and then I will say graduation is another really, really special day for me. The kids have been working out with me on their own individually getting ready for college and that graduation, you know, most kids report a couple days the week after graduation now. And uh, so that's really kind of that last little send off. I try to take a guy or two out to dinner that week and just have kind of a talk about what camp life and all that's going to be like. And uh, just really just give them that one last hug and embrace, take a good picture for mom and, uh, you know, send them on their way. But I don't think Christmas has truly come for Brian Moppin yet, because I think when when guys like Miles Fells and, and TJ Hammonds, uh, you know, have their wedding days and they bring their kids around. You know, it's been so nice to have Cairo with Coylin and talk to him about being a dad and what that means. And I just think the older I get and the older my former players get, the more I'll get to do life with them. And that really just means the world to me. That's that's what it's all about. Uh, the, the portal, super seniors. How's that impacted your kids? You know, it was tough between COVID, the portal, the super seniors coming back. I really there's a real soft spot in my heart for those kids, not even just Joe T kids, but those kids in general from the last two classes. You know, and I don't I don't necessarily think we're going to really finally get past it until all of this eligibility is kind of worked out here in the next three, four years. You know, but I think it's the tried and true method. I think you stick to it. I think there is still something truly appealing to a high school kid that's saying and doing the right things and that has outstanding ability on the field. And so it hasn't just completely muddied up the game, but it's just another thing to sift through. And then I have to sell my kids that they can bring success to a program, you know, maybe when that quick fix of a transfer or the lack of scholarship availabilities may be an obstacle. You know, it's just really kind of keeping your nose to the grindstone and find there are plenty of universities out there. There's plenty of athletic scholarships out there, but there are millions and millions of qualifying student athletes out there that are deserving. And so what are we doing at Joe T that sets our kids aside? You know, and what are you doing as a young man to set yourself aside? We literally had this funny you asked. We literally had this conversation yesterday. I sat the kids down. I said, hey, you know, who wants to go to college? Who wants to play college football? And I said, what are you doing on a daily basis to set yourself apart? Because at that level, everybody wants to and everybody can play what makes you different? You know, the Arkansas backfield is a great example of that. All those guys are super talented. You know, it really doesn't matter who they throw out there. They're going to have success. The O-line's blocking well. So what are you doing that sets yourself apart so you can be that one that's getting those carries, you know, so. Parents, when, when a kid gets an offer and maybe they, they weren't sure whether their kid was, you know, capable or because a lot, a lot of parents don't really understand the process. Some do, but uh, some don't. But I, I would imagine some of those phone calls when you tell a kid he has an offer or a parent, it can get quite emotional. Oh, man, it's that you you can definitely see the life changing power that the recruiting process has on on an individual, on a family. It's a really special moment. It's special for me because I've seen how hard this child has worked, you know, over the past three, four years. Well, the parent has literally seen this child pour everything they've had into this dream and this goal. 
their whole lives sometimes. And so as as emotional and as, you know, meaningful and impactful and powerful it is for me, man, you can only imagine with those parents what they're feeling. You know, this was their six-year-old baby that wrote down on a piece of paper in kindergarten. He wanted to be a Razorback. And now the Razorbacks want him to be a Razorback. Well, that's, you know, that's life-changing. That means everything to these families. And, uh, you know, it, it's special to be able to play the part that I get to play, you know, I really, I try, I try to leave the communication to the coach and the kid and those parents, you know, I, I'll drop a little nuggets or say, Hey, you, you should be by your phone. You're getting a good phone call or call this coach. I don't know what he wants. Wink, wink, you know, but I try to never be the one who's delivering that news. I let, I let that be a moment between that coach, that kid and that family. And, and it's special. It's, uh, it's fun to be able to be used by God in this way. Ryan, thank you so much again. Uh, that, that was good. Uh, said we would do about 10, 15 minutes, and I think we went a little <laughs> beyond that. But I appreciate your time and keep doing the good work and, uh, and I look forward to talking to you in the future. Hey, same to you, brother, man. I appreciate everything you do for these kids, getting them out there and, and uh, getting some notoriety and, and, and shedding a good light on good kids, man. So I appreciate it. Appreciate you, Brian. That's it for today's uh, podcast. This is Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, hohogsports.com. We'll talk to you soon.